Hey, what's up? I'm Sonia. And I'm Leela. We're both high schoolers in a global pandemic bored out of our minds. And we bring to you Youth Speaks, a podcast where two brown girls talk mental health, society, pandemic, and everything in between. So the couple, like, <laughs> the last couple of weeks have just been insane. I can't even talk. But um, I think one of the most prominent things that happened um, mm-hmm. was Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. And she yeah. was this at least has been painted as this sort of champion for women's rights mm-hmm. in like a legislative sense throughout American history. And she was basically this pioneer. And yeah, there's all this talk about like, if the Supreme Court is filled with this mostly conservative group of judges, how is mm-hmm. that going to affect our women's rights? What does that have to do with feminism? Why is it important now today to still fight for women's rights? There's just this whole thing going on so i think it's important that we're having this conversation about feminism today definitely and you know there's been rumors about planned parenthood getting taken down you know getting defunded and you know a lot of people are you know rebelling against that obviously for good reason because um that's literally you know it saved so many lives and it's helped so many people in so many different ways and it's just like it's disgusting that people think that they can do whatever they want like that impacts us without giving us a say but yeah no like they're telling women what to do with their bodies it's just not definitely definitely yeah it's like honestly it's really frustrating especially as i know like both of us are not 18 yet so we can't vote Mm -hmm. in this upcoming election or we can't even vote at all but it also feels like we're directly impacted by these policies definitely and you know i'm talking to a lot of people and um i think like there's so there's so much controversy over like a simple topic you know like abortion i just think that that is i don't know when i first heard about how men were telling women that you know they're not allowed to get rid of babies that they might not even want for like good reason you know it's just so annoying to me that like people can be like, oh, you know, like I'm pro-life. You're not supposed to kill babies when there's so many arguments, so many arguments that say otherwise. And, you know, even if you're pro-life for yourself, like, you know, that doesn't give you the right to protect your needs on like other people. Yeah, I think this whole like, yeah, that was exactly spot on. And there's like that whole thing about like telling women what to do with their bodies, I think really yeah. that objectification because you're seeing definitely women not as human beings but as sort of objects that you can maneuver and manipulate around and Mm -hmm. that's like that's horrific and that objectification i don't know how early do you think that starts um well for me since i've always kind of been on the curvy side um started in like early middle school i'm pretty sure which is just terrible and you know i see people on social media and they're only maybe 14 15 and already you know the comment sections are full of like disgusting vile things that should never be able to like that should never be said to like a woman you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know first me too i think and i think it's sort of sees how we start seeing ourselves and i think that's where like mm-hmm. slut shaming might come about like with other even like between women women identifying people like Mm -hmm. just this internalizing that misogyny that objectification and like kind of like regurgitating it out onto other women and other people in our lives and it's just Mm -hmm. i always think of that scene from mean girls where she's like (laughs) tina face like if you like if girls like call each other sluts and whores and it makes it okay for guys to do that and it's just i know i don't know there's a lot of truth to that for sure 
Yeah, speaking of movies, I this isn't even like in the things that we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> but like <laughs> Legally Blonde is so good for feminism. Like obviously the way that I don't know if you watched it, but like it's basically about a girl who like, I have yeah. Yeah, I think she like I don't know. It's been a while, but I think she like gets broken up with her boyfriend because her boyfriend thinks she's dumb, and then she like gets into Harvard to spite him. And like that movie, even though it started out kind of like oh, you know, like the you know how she got in everything, everyone was like oh, you know, that's what girls have to do. But I just think that it was so like the ending was so good. You know, it kind of like got rid of the stereotype that girls are like you know only have to be pretty, while like mm-hmm. men can compensate for it with like their look. I mean, f- with their like money or their like brain or whatever. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, I totally. I definitely know what you mean. I think that like that movie was definitely, I'm sure, like a big step in the right direction. And then like there's also that other like nuance that we add to feminism, where like especially for us as women of color and like just looking objectively at the feminist movements throughout history that like there is an aspect of feminism that has left out women of color in the past right like or like excluded them and like i think it's interesting to see like i wonder what that movie i wonder if that movie could have been made <laughs> i know i'm going with the women of with color this, yeah with the woman of color but i guess the point of it was that she was like blonde also i think it was like a while ago and I think, like, at least in, like, the industry these days, there's been more women of color, you know, introduced to the industry. And I just think that since, I think it was, like, over 20 years ago. I could be wrong, you know. <laughs> Call me out if, like, I'm saying something wrong. But I, I definitely, you know, I see a step in the right direction with, like, introducing definitely. women of color into the industry and, you know, at least, re- like, representation of, like, female movies and, you know. Totally. And I think that, like, I felt empowered watching Lee one. Like, I have <laughs> to say, like, I did walk out, not, mm-hmm. at, not in the movie theater, because I definitely watched it at home. But, like, I walked out of that movie feeling, like, so, like, powerful. I was like, oh, my God, like, I can get into Harvard and, like, become a lawyer. I know, totally. And I feel like, you know, just movies like that are the reason that people, you know, that that's what people should be doing. But instead, you know, they're going off, slut shaming, calling people a whore for, you know, expressing themselves through whatever they want to do, which right. is just so annoying. I think it's yeah, just double standards, a, but sorry. Yeah, there's like a whole double standard thing. But I think in that movie specifically, she completely breaks it because she's Definitely. able to like express her own sexuality as a woman mm-hmm. and be powerful at the same time. And, you know, like work these legal cases and like sort of she faces these struggles that women face like in the workplace i think there was like her professor like hits on her right right yeah that was yeah but i think she like called him out for it right at the end yeah she did and she like totally like and she she like took his place i'm pretty sure right at like the i don't i I don't remember yeah i think she did because she took his place like at the um court scene i think i don't know but i just thought that you know that movie was just so great and i think like bringing it back to sexuality i think it's really annoying um when you know women start embracing themselves they start you know loving themselves you know being confident in their own skin and then you see like all over social media like oh you know like you're not all that you know and i like weird rating systems with like i don't know if you know this but like on i think tiktok a couple weeks or months ago there was like a rating system where it rates like the girls like upper body and lower body and face in like three different ratings and people would like comment that on people's posts 
and like girls like basically didn't know about it It was in like five group chats and everyone was like wait what does that number mean and it was so mean that's horrible that's so terrible i know i don't know it's just yeah wait that's disgusting yeah i think like social media for like one example is just like the epitome of like double standards yeah definitely and we see that with like just sexuality in general like men embracing their sexuality is so mm-hmm. championed right. well women like do you remember when wap came out yes WAP, oh my I god like really great song super fun fun video great people like loved it mm-hmm. it got so much hate from like that guy ben shapiro he was mm-hmm. like, so personally offended by it i know and i was like why like what sort of part of this like misogynistic culture i know is so ingrained in you that you feel like you need to make a youtube video on it like a long youtube video i think it was like multiple five minute segments where like you <laughs> tell us why you feel so personally offended by a woman literally mm-hmm. just embracing and expressing her own sexuality and like i could name five songs on the top of my head with like men rapping about disgusting stuff you know like no one says anything about that and obviously like i'm not hating you know like i love rap i love you know um embracing yourself whatever but i just think that it's so weird you know when a guy makes a music video of like that kind of stuff and they don't get called out for it but then you know when wap came out everyone was like all over that i was like right yeah it's weird that whole double standard thing it's just it, you see it in the dress code too like that's cool yeah i think like um we had an episode with co-equal co-equal about it actually it was actually really fun um so fun we right? love co-equal little shout out right there <laughs> definitely we just talked about dress code and how you know um so many double standards and i think you know it just kind of teaches girls that they can embrace themselves while also teaching guys that, oh, you know, you don't have any, um, like, losing my train of thought. <laughs> like, you know, like, self-control. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just think that it's, like, I don't know. I remember there was, like, this really, really hot day in elementary school. Like, it was, like, in the 90s, close to summer, was, like, about to start. And so, obviously, like, most of us girls came to school mm-hmm. in, like, tank tops and shorts because it was so hot, like, actually, like, so hot, and, like, we're from the Bay Area, we're from, like, it was, like, Berkeley area, so we hadn't experienced that type of heat before, Mm -hmm. and, like, we basically, like, we're subjected to this, like, interrogation, or, like, visual interrogation by our principal, where she, like, checked if your hands didn't reach the, like, bottom of your oh, shorts yeah. then you were good to go but if your hands were longer mm-hmm. than the bottom of your shorts and you were literally sent home and asked to change or your parents were called to the school and they were supposed to bring you like a change of clothes which is like actually like insane that's yeah that's so terrible um and i think like speaking of dress code and like double standards and everything um it's just like it's so annoying for me when i hear like or at least like when i go through comments or like i'm in group chats and they're like oh you know like i'm gonna go beat to this or like i'm gonna go you know do whatever and it's just like i don't mind that but like when guys i mean when girls do that or like when girls express themselves or like talk about masturbation self-pleasure anything it's always like what like why would you do that yeah that's terrible you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like seen yeah just such a visceral reaction from people but i think like i know it sounds that we're like it's <laughs> i'm kind of like feeling sad by this conversation because it's like 
I don't know. It's like kind of depressing to imagine uh-huh. that this is what is happening to girls everywhere. But I think that on a more positive note, there are certain movements, certain organizations, just people who are becoming so much more aware. And I think we can draw from an example, like the example of the Me Too movement, right. where these like social norms surrounding the workplace, just any workplace, mm-hmm. whether it's like the movie industry or like an accounting firm, I don't know, like the social norms surrounding interacting interactions between men and women mm-hmm. have been changed for the better in my opinion because of the me too movement and like there's so much more emphasis being put on like respecting mm-hmm. you're totally right you know like i feel yeah. like we have so much more um like we've come so far from a couple years ago you know even if you look at it with like a year or two there's so many things ha- and i i especially with like 2020 you know throwing everything out there you know calling everyone out for their like bullcrap um yeah it's just like it's so empowering to see like people calling out men for like the misogyny and like calling out women for like even their like internalized misogyny you know what i mean right i think it's like there's i think this is like a new word that came up like maybe two years ago but like cancel culture Mm -hmm. cancel culture as a like entity like what does that mean and i think I mean, on some level, people do, in my opinion, take it too far mm-hmm. and, like, try and reach for things and are, like, invasive. On another level, it's holding, trying to hold people accountable for their actions. I mean, some points, like, it doesn't work. I've seen so many people who have been, like, quote-unquote canceled. Right. They're still, like, getting work and they're still, like, making a lot of money and they're still, like, a part of the industry. But there is a level of, like, celebrities especially are have to be, like, much more careful about what Definitely. they say. And not careful in terms of, like, oh, my God, they're, like, walking on glass. Careful in terms of, like, oh, my God, now I have to be respectful towards women because people are going to hold me accountable of for Of course. It. And I think, like, um, I know we talked about this on the internship. We had, like, a whole conversation about it. And I honestly think we should do an episode on cancel culture because, like, it stems yeah. from, like, people, you know, um, trying to help other people. And now it's just, like, a mess, you know, like it's just hate yeah. and it's like overwhelming for like a lot of people like you can see that happening and i just think you know like totally. especially for like f- women like celebrities there's so much hate that's hap- like that's going on for like i i don't like i don't want to like call out names or anything but it's just like when a woman you know like does something that's not great versus when a man does it it's just like taken to a whole other level and then you know yeah even with like the jokes like oh women aren't funny dishwashers go back to the kitchen like that's not funny <laughs> what it's i like don't understand why like i just i want someone to explain to me like sit down and like explain to me why they think being like women aren't funny is like funny to them like i don't understand I like it's just so weird to me you know what i mean yeah i don't yeah there's like definitely sexism within cancel culture definitely. where like if a woman messes up there she faces way more like aggression mm-hmm. than if a man and i think men are like forgiven much more quickly than women are Oh my god, hey, that was so weird. Okay, we're Yeah, that we? was weird. Okay, so guys, I'm not gonna edit this out because it we probably, you know, ended at a rough space and it's gonna sound weird. But we did have technical issues just because I had a stupid alarm go off. So um, I don't even remember where you we were. But I mean I think um, we should just wrap it up. Yeah. Right. I think like we were gonna quickly talk about 
feminism in India because as right. Indian women, like that is also a direct impact on us. But honestly, my feelings on the subject is that I need to look more into it. Like I need to learn about all the movements that are happening there right now because I know that the way Western media has painted it has been like really negative and has been like this country is like oppressing, oppressing, oppressing without acknowledging right. the amount of empowering that some mm-hmm. of these really hardworking Indian women have been doing. Not to mention like the queer queen community in India is like completely overflowing with just new legislative accomplishments and all that other stuff. Definitely. I feel like Western media kind of like paints India and like other countries as, you know, not as progressive or anything, but like that's not true, you know. Even though, you know, they might not have the same ideals or like government ideas as us, it's just like there's so much going on everywhere and you can't really, you know, blame one country for doing this when other countries do something else. You know what I mean? I feel exactly. like lots of people just need to be educated on like the stuff that's going on, you know, all over the globe. And I mean, that's kind of what we're here for, you know? <laughs> exactly and i'm like sure that we'll do an episode later on like indian feminism specifically or just south asian sort of progressive movements but yeah anyways guys we have to wrap it up but make sure you prioritize your mental health when having these conversations because they are they can be like really intense and can be hard just like to talk about because it's just so directly directly affecting people um our next conversation is going to dive into like a subsect of feminism which is like toxic masculinity and like people wouldn't sort of usually correlate the two subjects but like they are very similar they do go hand in hand and yeah we're gonna have a special guest who i'm gonna let sonia introduce yeah so our special guest is rohan tirumala he's one of my old friends and he's just gonna kind of talk about um how he's not able to portray, you know, this, like, he's not able to, like, show his emotions or, you know, talking about how stress has an influence on men that no one really talks about. And again, you know, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram if you need any advice ever. It'll be 100% anonymous, and that's a promise. Also, you can always call in on Anchor and send us a voicemail, and we can feature you on our podcast. All right. Peace out, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.